Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Tillery. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and listen to some K-State talk. I'm going to start today's episode by saying, K-State fans, are you not entertained? If you go back and listen to the episode from last week, everything I said that needed to be done in order for K-State to win happened. K-State got the win. Not only did K-State win, they beat number 6 Oklahoma, a team that struggled when the Wildcats have come to town, when K-State shows up and says, hey, the Big 12 is going to be too close for us to take a game off. I don't care that you're a top 10 team. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to take it to you for four quarters of solid football. And that is exactly what happened. Good news for K-State fans. We can move the football effectively. I'm looking at the two different games between Tulane and Oklahoma, and it is two completely different narratives. Week three, K-State loses to Tulane. Okay, is Colin Klein a good offensive coordinator? What does he struggle with? What do we need to know? Why did K-State play so bad? Ten points against Tulane. What happened? Week four, head to Norman, Oklahoma. Enter the scene. K-State pulls up and shows out. Every single face of every fan in that stadium on TV was shocked. Except for K-State. K-State knew. K-State fans had a feeling and I can vouch for this, around campus, everyone on campus is looking forward to Oklahoma Week because they know what's happened the past few years. When Skylar Thompson and the Wildcats came to town, okay, upset, 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 Sports Center everywhere. Across the nation, people are focused in on this purple and white team from Manhattan saying, why do they keep beating OU? How come a routine Big 12 game consistently is ending up with K-State on top? What's the problem? Are you looking past specifically one team? I don't think that's the case. Because you play Kansas, you play the West Virginias of the world. There's other teams in that place that you can say, you know what, this game, slightly a bit of an off game. Let's take a minute. Let's just relax. We'll beat KU, we'll beat West Virginia, then we'll focus on Tech, or we'll focus on Texas. How come K-State continually delivers when it comes to Oklahoma? Is K-State the best team in the Big 12? Maybe. Maybe they are. I'm going to ride with it. The official 25th ranked Wildcats, let me specify that now, a top 25 team, are they the best in the Big 12? Okay, you beat OU, you still have OSU, you still have Baylor who have been playing good. I'm not going to sit here and say that K-State can't win both those games. Seeing what we saw yesterday, where Adrian Martinez not only ran for 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns, he threw the football and was effective delivering the ball where it needed to when the Wildcats needed it most. The entire message from this game I saw was, okay, I need to be better, I need to cut it loose, and that's exactly what happened. And that's why I feel so much more confidence after this week saying that K-State can compete in the Big 12. Because when Martinez opens the ball up, when he gets the ball downfield, you're not going to load the box and say, all right, Deuce Vaughn, no, 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 you can't do it here. When you have to worry about Malik Knowles, when you have to worry about guys on the back end getting free, How are you going to stop such a dynamic rushing attack like Adrian Martinez, like Deuce Vaughn? Let me give you some stats for Martinez in this game. In the passing game, Martinez went 21 of 34 for 234 yards and one touchdown. Now, okay, I get that. Big 12 defenses, you might want to look at that and say, that's not that much. To this point, Martinez has not eclipsed 150 yards passing this season. On the ground, Adrian Martinez, 21 carries, for 148 yards and four scores. 
The Wildcats take this one 41-34 over the Oklahoma Sooners. And just to put a seed in your head, I wanted to read a tweet from a OU fan, slightly upset about this game, talking about OU, his team. He says, they make Deuce Vaughn, an amazingly average running back, look like Barry Sanders every year. They know he's getting the ball, and they just don't do anything about it. If Deuce Vaughn is amazingly average, I may be the worst human of all time. It should be noted in this game, Deuce Vaughn actually... I mean, I feel bad saying underwhelmed in the sense that he did break 100 yards rushing, so I didn't really feel he underwhelmed. But with Martinez scoring four times, there's not as much shine for Deuce Vaughn in this case. Vaughn goes 25 carries for 116 yards. Production. Production is the difference for the Wildcats. I'm not even going to sit here and bore you with stats. I'm just going to tell you, K-State was able to convert on third down. They were able to convert on fourth down. K-State could have converted on fifth down in this game. The football was moving down the field whenever K-State wanted. That's an easy way to win games. If you can move the football, put points on the board, and you're not giving up 800 yards, that's a good recipe for Big 12 play. Now, let's take a look at Good Cat, Bad Cat for the week. Good Cat number one. The sports bets placed, if you listen to the podcast, hit. Granted, I did say I'm staying away from the spread because I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. I didn't know who's showing up. I didn't know what was going to happen. In my heart, I wanted K-State, but in my brain, I don't know. Not very likely all the time. K-State surprised me. K-State covers, wins the game outright. The money line winner with K-State paid out. I did like the over, so I took that going into the game. And I took Adrian Martinez's over on 34 and a half rushing yards. He's covered for four straight weeks. And that number hasn't risen that much. I figured it'd be close to 43 coming into this game. 34 and a half rushing yards. That is free money. Bookmark that. Bad cat number one. K-State's going to be favored in a lot more games this season. You cannot beat a top 10 team and not be favored in a lot of weeks going forward. K-State, as we mentioned against Tulane, struggles when they're the favorite. Losing to Tulane after a 13.5 point spread favoring the Wildcats. Is this team going to have an identity change and say, all right, let's stop being the underdogs. Let's be the big dog for once. Let's beat these teams. Let's have people looking at us saying, oh crap, we have to go to Manhattan. How's that going to change? It's got to be mental. It's got to be preparation. It's got to be a couple of things and everyone locking in to say, all right, we're not that underdog team anymore. We are expected to be here and we're going to deliver when we're expected. What's going to happen? I'm really interested to see if we're capable of that. I think it starts with coaching, and it goes through there. Thankfully, Chris Kleiman feels like the guy to do that, to change that, to say, all right, you saw what happened with Tulane. 14-point spread, 13.5-point spread, we lost. We lost outright. But they're going to look at that and see, all right, we're favored to win this game by a touchdown, roughly, against Tech. Let's go out there and win the football game. Let's not just show up and get blown out. K-State has to get over that struggle. And while it is a silver lining thing beating OU, you're going to be favored in a lot of games. And you'll be on the national watch list. A top 25 team getting upset means a lot. Hopefully K-State can avoid that. Good cat number two. Adrian Martinez can flat out play. Not only have K-State fans been eagerly waiting this game, saying, all right, does K-State have Oklahoma's number? We've all been wanting to see how K-State can rebound from that Tulane game. A game where every question being asked somehow revolved around Adrian Martinez not spreading the ball, not getting the ball down the field. 
can K-State effectively move down the field through an air attack? This game cemented that. K-State can throw the football. That is your good cat number two. I'm so happy seeing K-State open up the offense and get the ball down the field. And I don't know whether that starts with Chris Kleiman or Colin Klein or even Adrian Martinez just cutting it loose, but it was a more enjoyable experience and you saw a better football team. Because you see when Adrian Martinez gets the ball down the field, how many running lanes open down the field for him, for Deuce Vaughn, even for DJ Giddens who touched the ball a couple of times in this game and looked pretty good. When K-State is firing on all cylinders, they are a great team. I think a lot of teams in the Big 12 are going to struggle to stop them when they start to move the football effectively. I also wanted to compare the box score from this game to the game back in 2019 when the 5th ranked Oklahoma Sooners came to town, and Skylar Thompson had a very similar stat line to Adrian Martinez in this game. Skylar Thompson in that game goes 18 of 28 for 213, no passing touchdowns. No passing touchdowns. In this game with Adrian Martinez, he went 21 to 34 for 234 and a touchdown, relatively close on passing yards, and then rushing yards. Skylar Thompson runs the ball 13 times for 39 yards and four scores against the Sooners. Like we said earlier, Martinez ran the football 21 times for 148 yards, a lot more yards for Martinez, but four scores. This is the second time that the Sooners have given up four rushing touchdowns to a K-State quarterback in the last three, four years. That's insane. Something needs to be addressed for the Oklahoma Sooners. Bad cat number two. Well, the defense isn't holding people to under 10 points anymore. Understandable that a high-flying offense like OU puts up 34 against K-State. So when I say this is a bad cat, it's like a silver lining bad cat where it's not the greatest stat line. But if your team still gets a win and holds OU under 40 points, I'm impressed. I am very impressed. Oklahoma, let's, let's read the stat line here for Dylan Gabriel. 26-39 for 330 and four scores through the air. That's pretty gnarly, I'm not going to lie. K-State's defense had been forcing turnovers in this game. Although, no turnovers for either team in this matchup. No turnovers. That being said, the penalties were a massive issue for OU, and you saw that offensively and defensively, which K-State were able to use to their advantage. Now, with the defensive side of things, K-State gave up a lot of yards. A lot of yards. 550 total yards between running and passing. K-State was still pretty effective on defense, holding the Sooners to 4 of 13 on third down, and only giving up one fourth down conversion as one of two, but they didn't really go for it that much. K-State still performed admirably, but you saw that turnover streak where they forced at least a turnover in each game stop. That being said, another guy I want to highlight, and I've talked about him a little bit on the podcast in the past, Kobe Savage had a day for the Wildcats. Eight solo tackles, three assisted tackles. Kobe Savage was flying all over the field. Another guy for K-State, Austin Moore. Austin Moore, every time I look up in this game, I want you to watch him next week against Texas Tech. 41 in purple and white. Wherever he is on the field, he's making plays. Half a sack in this game, nothing too crazy. Jalen Pickle with the other half a sack. K-State still performed well, but you're going to see a little bit different defense. And I do feel good about that turnover streak coming back against Texas Tech. The Wildcats have been pretty savvy on defense so far, so it'll be an interesting thing to look for in this weekend's matchup. Good cat number three. The stats agree with us. Looking at the box score from this week to last week, drastically different. K-State last week could hardly find a first down on third or fourth down. In this game, K-State goes 8 of 17 on third down and 2 of 2, converting both fourth downs in big fashion to extend the drive when K-State needed it. Zero turnovers for the Wildcats. And then we look at time of possession. K-State held the ball for almost 10 minutes more than Oklahoma. 
K-State had the ball for 33 minutes and 46 seconds in this game. Oklahoma 24-56. That's wild to think about. And I understand that a lot of times with K-State, the game flow is going to be a little bit slower. You're going to chew up a little bit more of the clock when you're running the football as many times as you do. Almost 50 carries in this game. 48 total rushes for the Wildcats. And while you look at that and say, wow, that's a ton of runs, it's because of how effective they were getting the football. It's because of how effective they were with the football in their hands. Adrian Martinez, who ran the ball 21 times, was averaging 7 yards a carry. Deuce Vaughn, 25 carries, still averaging 4.6 yards a carry. DJ Giddens, granted he only touched the ball twice in this game, 6.5 a carry. That just goes to show what the game's going to look like when K-State can throw the football, when there's a threat beyond just, okay, just keep this guy in the pocket, keep Adrian Martinez locked up, we'll be fine. Don't let Deuce Vaughn break any big games. Don't let Deuce Vaughn wreck any games and you're fine. Not today. K-State starts to move the ball down the field, and you see anyone on the roster carrying the football for more than five yards a carry. That's impressive. The stats agree with us. K-State played so much better than they have in the past. 21 completed passes in this game as well. That's impressive for K-State, a team who hasn't really been spreading the football around much. Six different receivers caught the ball for a total of 21 catches. The tight end, Ben Sinat, four catches, 80 yards, averaging 20 a catch. Phillip Brooks, seven for 56. Malik Knowles, four for 52 and a score. Cade Warner, three for 26. Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield, two for 13. And even R.J. Garcia got in on the action with a catch for seven yards. It goes to show how much more effective this team can be when you look at the box score and say, okay, K-State against Missouri could run anywhere they wanted. Anywhere they wanted. Against OU, they could do the same thing. They could run anywhere they wanted, but only because Oklahoma had to worry about that passing attack. That was the difference. Missouri's defense wasn't good enough to stop the running game for K-State. OU is talented enough to stop whatever they want. If they key in on the phase of the game, they can do it. Not in this game. There was too many problem areas to worry about if you're a Sooners fan. Bad cat number three. The AP Top 25 is not a place that the Wildcats are very familiar with. K-State's been ranked a couple of times in the Chris Kleiman era. This is a stat I wanted to read to you. K-State has spent a total, a grand total, through Chris Kleiman's entire coaching tenure with K-State. They've only been in the Top 25 seven weeks since 2019. Seven weeks in the past three years. Now, I get that that might not be the worst thing in the world. K-State just hasn't had the right team, or they haven't done this, they haven't done that. The issue is expectation versus reality for this team. They'll get a massive win against the Sooners. I guess now you can bookmark it every year. When you get a big win in the Big 12 and you get into that top 25, it's really tough for K-State to maintain that. Even back in the Bill Snyder era, K-State maintaining that top 25 presence doesn't seem to work out very well. Everything will be on the line this weekend against Texas Tech, and first place in the Big 12 is going to be up. Granted, technically KU is sitting at the top of the Big 12. And I don't want to hear any conversation about them being a better team until I see them play a real team. Not a shot at West Virginia. I just know where their program's at. And to this point in the season, they've beat the basketball school, Duke, at football. They've beaten West Virginia, like we said. Houston was a pretty solid win. I'll give them a, I'll give them a little bit of props for that. Houston, I thought, was going to be a better team. KU pulls off that win. But until I see them beat OU, K-State, Baylor, OSU... Even Texas Tech, we'll see where we're at. We'll see where we're at. I'm not going to just judge immediately based off their first four games. It's not their fault. But this is where the big dogs come out to play the next couple of weeks in Big 12 play. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at this weekend's matchup. The 25th-ranked K-State Wildcats are taking on Texas Tech. 
just on the outside looking into being ranked. They've played pretty well this season. K-State is currently favored by 7.5. That game is here in Manhattan, and I am super pumped for it. I cannot wait to be there. Now, hopefully for K-State, that weight's been lifted off their back. You just beat OU. Please don't beat the team of old following up where it's a giant win, and then it's fade back into irrelevancy. That's not the team we want to see. We want to see a spirited Big 12 matchup battle here. Texas Tech has been playing well, and they play against K-State's strong suits. Texas Tech's run defense has been incredibly stingy this year. K-State's going to have to pass the football to get down the field. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have a field day rushing, but that's what I'm looking for. So, looking at the spread here, K-State is currently favored by 8. Now, I know you might think, okay, that's a lot of points. We don't know what we're going to get out of K-State yet. If K-State doesn't show up and show out, 8 points is going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to win the game, to be honest. But I like K-State here. I like K-State minus 8. I don't think that you can have just this giant win and then 180 the same way they did. I think that momentum has already been set up in stone to say, okay, even if we play an average game, I still think K-State gets close to the spread. I still think K-State wins playing an average game, whereas I feel like Texas Tech is really looking into this matchup saying we have to play perfect. We have to play perfect. That game against Texas, OT games are tiring. I could see K-State jumping out early in the first half, and I think for some prop bets. I talked about that last week with Adrian Martinez. Martinez, I, I could totally see that rushing line jumping up, especially after 150 rushing yards in the week before. I expect Martinez's rushing, rushing yards prop bet to be 45, maybe 47. And that's, it's a little bit, that gets a little bit nerve-wracking, but I'm still with it. As long as that number is sub, let's say sub 47, if it's sitting at 43, 44, there's money to be made there. That's free money. Because you know K-State is going to run the football. I like Deuce Vaughn in this game. I like Deuce Vaughn a lot. I know I just talked about how Texas Tech's run defense is looking for it. Deuce Vaughn, he's played well this season. And I think it's tough because we're spoiled with these great performances that we're like, all right, you know, 26 carries for 116 yards isn't that impressive. That's the type of spoiledness we've seen as K-State fans, because we have such a superb running back in the backfield. I like Deuce Vaughn over on rushing yards or anytime score. Realistically, the stat line I see for Deuce Vaughn in this game, I want a traditional big Deuce Vaughn outing where it's, this guy's still here. Hey, I'm still here. I'm still the best running back in the conference. Don't forget about me. All this talk about Martinez, about the offense passing the football. Don't forget, I'm still a dude. I'm still here. I could see Vaughn going, you know, let's say, let's let's give him another 25 carries. 25 carries, let's say 100 and. 85 total all-purpose yards, rushing and receiving, and give him two scores. I could see Deuce Vaughn rushing for a couple of touchdowns in this game, and I think that's going to be the difference for K-State. Over-under in this game, 57.5. I mean, it's so tough to play the, play the over-under with these teams. K-State's such a rushing team that it's one of those where it's like they could realistically just sit on the football and run it and milk these long drives where you don't want to touch that over-under. I'm going to stick away from it personally. I'm not big on playing the over-under unless I know it's these, okay, two high-flying teams, defenses aren't anything. 57.5 in this one, I think that's probably just a byproduct of K-State getting a little bit more extra hype after beating Oklahoma. I'm sticking away. I might even take the uh, I might even, I could be persuaded if you twisted my arm to take the under there. That's what I'd say. I'd say for my picks in this game, I'm going to go K-State minus 8. That one's optimistic. I feel decent about that. Under 57.5. So you have a lot of subject matter here. Adrian Martinez over on rushing yards. Barring if that line's over 48, I'm not touching it. And Deuce Vaughn over on rushing yards as well. Those are my four picks for this week. We'll keep track. 
Last week, I did go, I stayed away from the spread. I stayed away. Uh, I stayed away from the spread. I took the over. I felt good about the over. And I took Adrian Martinez over on rushing yards. At the moment, we're sitting 2-0 and right now. If you want to follow along and bet with us, realistically for this, for the podcast, you get a little bit more out of me. I'm going to take four bets here. I'm going K-State minus eight, under 57 and a half, Adrian Martinez over on rushing yards, Deuce Vaughn over on rushing yards. Those are my picks for the week five matchup between K-State and Texas Tech. I'm liking that a lot. Let me know if you play along with me. If you end up taking some of those bets, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. That's at Tillery underscore Joe on Twitter. I don't want to say thank you so much for listening to the week five edition of the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Joe Tillery. Please tune in next week. We're going to talk about K-State's next matchup, and hopefully we'll have some good things to say about this week's matchup with Texas Tech. Go Cats!